Hello everyone, welcome back to Daf HaShavu as we study Masechus Yuvamas Daf Kuf Dalit. It's uh, been a great pleasure for me to record uh, some of these Shi'ar and Eretz Yisrael. They say, according to Chazal, Vir Da'aretz Machkim, the uh, air of Eretz Yisrael makes you smarter. So I don't know if I'm an exception to the rule, but it's uh, been really nice hanging on to Yuvamas. It's been a busy time, but uh, Baruch Hashem to find the time to uh, study Yuvamas. I'm going to deal today with a very fascinating topic, at least I think so, one that I've never addressed before, and that's the topic of spitting. Yes, I said spitting. Now, the connection with Masechus Yuvamas and this daf is very obvious. The question of, is spitting by the woman who was the Yuvama, now is the Chalutza, as part of the process, the transformation of losing her zika, if we could use some of the language that we've seen of her connection, is a number of steps are required. We've seen the removing of the shoe, the kriya that she has to read, specific text from the Torah, and she has to spit at the guy in his face. Now, in his face doesn't necessarily mean in his face, towards her, and the Gemara learns that he has to be able to see, and therefore it's a question of he's a summa, a blind person, whether this would work. And that's part of what the Gemara is discussing, which elements of the chalitza process are considered to be ma'akev or not. Now, I'm going to send to you, Bezras Hashem, either this week or next week, from our friends at Daf HaShavua, a demonstration of a chalitza ceremony one that I myself have seen only one time in my life. So we'll send that out to you hopefully this week or next week. But where else is spitting relevant? And the assumption, of course, is we're talking about spitting as a negative thing. Now the Torah itself uses the Lashon at the end of Pasha Sachri most. You better behave in Eretz Yisrael. If not, Lotakia Eretz Osam. The land will spit you out, vomit you out is the way some translate it or spit it out, which I think is a better translation, especially in our context, that there's a qualitative difference to how Averos are processed in Eretz Yisrael. There's also, Baruch Hashem, a qualitative difference to how mitzvos are done in Eretz Yisrael. That's why the Ramban tells us that mitzvos in general in Eretz Yisrael are just meant as a hachana, as a preparation for when we go to Eretz Yisrael, which, which means mitzvot, sorry, in Chutzlaretz, are just meant to be a preparation for mitzvot in Eretz Yisrael. This doesn't mean you don't have to do mitzvot in Chutzlaretz, and I mentioned this last week in the boot camp year, but we're connected here, how Revaron Lichtenstein explained this one time to me, other times obviously more publicly, that there's a qualitative difference. You mean you put on tefillin in Chutzlaretz? It's beautiful. You make Chaim a mitzvah. Rav Hutner, when he landed, even if he put on tefillin on the plane, would put him on again in Eretz Yisrael. But we don't want the land to spit us out. But where else do we see spitting? In Halacha. And I want to deal with two different areas. One, believe it or not, is going to be in davening itself where it caused a change in the tefillah. This is going to bring us to a Rambam, and Avram ben Rambam, 
But during Chazartza shots, people were spitting, whether it's because they had phlegm, maybe they were smoking something, whatever it may be. And the the Rambam was very upset with it. But then we're going to see what appears to be a more positive aspect to spitting, which is very controversial, but still practiced today, especially by Chabad Hasidim, of spitting during the Elena Tefillah. Before we get to some of the other applications of uh, spitting, so let's just discuss the uh, spitting that we find in our Gemara. Now, some of what I mentioned today is going to be tied into uh, what we learn a little bit later on Daf Kuv Vav in a couple of weeks. The Pasuk that uh, seemingly requires the woman to spit, and I say seemingly because it sounds, at least reading the Pshat level, without Torah Balpeh that this would be ma'akev, that you would have to spit. The Pasuk says in Kitetze Chav Heites, V'nikshah Yivim Toilav Le'inei Azakeinim, the I'm focusing here on she spits in front of him. And she says, so should be done to a person. If you look into the Targum Yonason on the Pasuk, and this is the part that's based on Gemara later on, in the Targum of the Pasuk, Rok Meruba that there should be a lot of uh, spit, I guess a lot of phlegm in the spit, to make sure that the Chachamim see it. It's not going to be just a little spit, but a big spit. Now again, it may seem a little bit strange that we're talking about the role of spit in the halacha process, but uh, this is halacha. Now we paskin, as the Mishnah spells out, like Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva says that the Removal of the shoe is ma'akev, which means if you don't do that, then there hasn't been a chalitza, but the spitting is not, which is pretty shocking again, as opposed to the position of Rebbe Eliezer. Because Rebbe Eliezer reads, the passage that I just read, is that all of the deeds are required. Rebbe Akiva, what he does is required, which means what the man does, which is not really too much, but it's the fact that his shoe is being removed. That's considered to be his uh, ma'asa. Now, in explaining the nature of the disgust of what the spitting, very fascinating interpretations um, on Chumash. The Balaturim says, Lefisha harok that the spit, I guess with the phlegm, is similar to uh, semen, to the seed, that would generate the continuity of uh, this family, and this guy doesn't want to do it, so she spits at him in disgust. The Cheskuni says it basically straight out, It is done in order to uh, degrade him, to shame him, because the disgusting thing that he's not interested in uh, continuing, and therefore spit represents uh, not that it looks like something, but just spitting represents something of disgust, of sharing disgust. Now, I just want to raise the question that we keep in mind, going back to earlier sources, that it's even if the woman's not interested. So why would the woman be the one spitting? You know, then maybe it should be the guy who's spitting. But at the end of the day, it's still placed on the guy. It's still, I, I probably explain 
that if he was the type of person, or if he made himself the type of person, a lovable personality, then maybe she would want to continue with him. This all gets into our Abba Shal discussion. Again, Abba Shal said today, we don't think that people are sincere, and therefore we're not going to have a Yibum take place. And this becomes just part of the procedure. But to say something is just part of the procedure where he is disparaging her is somewhat challenging. But that's what we accept. And this is where the spitting comes in. Now, there's a very interesting discussion. Now we're moving beyond Yibum. We know that we have as Shachras and Mincha something called Chazaris Ashats, the repetition. The classic explanation that's given, and I don't want to go into all the details now of Mesechus Brachas, of Chazaris Ashats. When I say the classic reason, it's going to be found in most, um, let's say, brief halachic summaries. And what people know is that there was once a time that not everybody was an expert in arranging the sitter, let's say pre-printing press for sure, and the chazin would repeat the Shemona Esrei, people would answer Amen. They had to understand what they were answering Amen to, and through Shomea Ka'ona, listening is like answering, and saying Amen, then they are Yotze, their Shemona Esrei. What happens is, even after the ability, even after everyone had Siddur, or you could find today English Siddur, then there's no more a need for Chazar Sashats. That's what you would say on the surface. But as the Rambam explains, and the Meiri explains, and others explain, it's really the Meiri, even if the Siba, even if the reason falls away, then the rule still stands, because it was a real Takanas Chacham. Now there are other reasons that are given for Chazar Sashats. In fact, the Rav, Rabbi Salvechik, explained the Rambam that it, it takes on its own definition. Tefillah is Hatzibor. You have the Tefillah of the Yachid, you have the Tefillah of the Tzibor. You have other Yisharim that explain that it was a potential makeup Tefillah. So, for example, if you forget one of the parts of Davening that you have to include, let's say Mashavaruach or Yalaviyava, which are detailed Talachas then you don't have to, like we do today, say, repeat the Shemona Esrei in certain situations, there would be the ability for the Chazan to play that role. There's even a, a view that's brought down by the Ritva, it's based on a Gemara, in Sukkah, that uh, you was, the Chazar Sashats were the people who couldn't make it into Shul. I once gave Shiram on this, I think we came up with eight or different nine reasons in the Rishonim for Chazar Sashats. But the reality is, that during Chazar Sashats, people often do not pay as much attention as they do during Shemona Esrei. And you could run into a situation where beyond the individual role, you end a problem, you end up having, uh, you don't have 10 people answering. And then you have possibly brachos lebatalos. So this leads us to another area of halacha within Shemona Esrei, it's something that's very well known as the Hecha Kedusha. The Hecha Kedusha is, doesn't mean half a Kedusha, it's the out loud Kedusha, which the Chachamim put into place, not because uh, Chazar Sashatz was too noisy, but there were times that there wasn't enough uh, time, 
actually to daven mincha, or maybe because of learning, we put into uh, davening, uh, we made davening shorter. It's a big discussion. The Beis Yosef in Arachayim, Simon Reish Lamedalad, has a whole discussion. And he's against this, uh, I thought it was uh, something that the Svartim innovated. Now the Beis Yosef is the, Rabbi Yosef Kara was a Svarti. And he said, we should follow here the Ashkenazim, and we need a full Chazar Sashatz. But what happens? There's a famous tshuva of the Rambam, and this is in Simon Reish Nun Vav. We have uh, the Rambam not only Mishnah Torah, but there are questions that are coming to him. And he says that there was tremendous misconduct in different communities that he was in, in places where he received letters from, during Chazar Sashatz. People were talking. And included in this discussion, in addition to talking, he tells us that people were spitting. Spitting over here means they weren't necessarily spitting at each other out of disgust. The fact is, Gemara Chagiga says you're not allowed to do that. But they were clearing their throats. They were treating Chazar Sashat's timing as if they were outside. And, uh, you know, maybe they didn't have tissues available. So they were treating it, it was just talking time, spitting time, etc. So what the Rambam does is the Rambam establishes for Musaf a Hecha Kedusha. But it's different. It's very often misquoted, this Rambam, because what the Rambam actually did, incredibly, is he said we're going to go, by Tefillah's Musaf, we're going to go right into the repetition. So they did have the entire Shemon Asri. This is the way I understand the Rambam. It's often, I believe, misquoted. It just took away the tefillah of the yachid, and it was no longer a chazar sashatz, but it would also take care of the people who didn't know. It would take care of all the other issues and the different reasons for the establishment. It would also be consistent with the Rambam's tefillah's hatzibor, but it would actually cut out the quiet Shmon and this kept people quiet and not spitting during the uh, public. I mean, that's the Lushan of the Rambam, that the spitting was actually part of the problem. And uh, the Rambam had a son, his great son, Rabbi Avraham ben Rambam. So in his uh, Sefer, Hamaspik, Lov de Hashem, it's really an early Musr Sefer, but it also deals with Halacha, he says that this was a given. It wasn't controversial, that when the time of the Rambam the Rambam, when he made this modification to the Shemona Esrei in Mitzrayim, in Egypt, because the Chazar Sashat was neglected and disrespected by the Tzibor, including spitting, that was such a sign of how low Chazar Sashat had become, it was uh, very well received. Now, obviously it was well received by the people, but it was also well received by the fellow Chachamim. Now, what's happened, and again, if we give a full share on this, I could show you the Makairis inside. There are many Svartic uh, shuls in Eretz Yisrael, at least I've seen. I saw it also in America, that Shabbos Musaf, as davening is uh, schlepping along, they jump into Chazar Sashatz for Musaf. I was once uh, somewhere in Eretz Yisrael, and I asked them, what, what are they doing? And they said, we're hungry. You know, they have very long psuche de Zimra, Things were starting to get out of control. I didn't see anybody spitting, but there was definitely a lot of noise, and the rabbi banged Hecha uh, Kedusha, or whatever expression that he used. So I wanted to show you another place where we actually see spitting. 
being used inappropriately. And now we're going to transition to where we see spitting being used appropriately, at least according to some, but debated by others that it's also inappropriate. You'll notice in many of the sudurim that we use uh, in the United States that during Aleinu, now Aleinu we know is written by Yehoshua, the Aleinu says, Shalosam Chalkeinu Kahem, that, you know, Baruch Hashem, our portion is not like theirs, we go Aleinu Kechol HaMonam, and uh, we're different than the other nations, the way we were picked. And then in some of the Sidurim, they put brackets around the next line, Shehemishtachavim Lehevelvarik, that they bowed down to uh, meaninglessness and emptiness and mispalim, El El, Loyoshia, to a God with a small g that doesn't help. However, Vanachnu Korim in Sidurim and Eretz Yisrael, and I think this was originally done in the Siddur Renat Yisrael, which has recently been uh, updated to leave out any of the changes that were made over the years out of fear of our enemies. You see, according to the Pisgate Chuvos, who is a wonderful contemporary commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, so he has a long discussion in Simon Kuf Lamed Beis of different uh, censors, or Jews or at least were scared about uh, non-Jews seeing how we pray and having a negative reaction. But he says the language, the original tefillah, which is brought down in the Kolbo, one of the Rishonim, and in many old Sidurim going back to the times of the Gaonim, is as established by Rabbi Shua ben, ben, as established by Yeshua ben Nun, we do include Shehemishtachavim. Why do I raise this discussion? Because you may have seen, if you've davened in a Chabad Shul, that when it comes to Shehemishtachavim, Lehevel Varik, the Chabadniks spit. And this is not just a Chabad minhag, it's brought down in the Maharil. Listen to the Maharil. The Maharil, very important uh, German commentary, eventually studies in uh, Austria, finds a, founded a very famous yeshiva in Mayens in the 14th century, is recognized as the leader of Ashkenazic Jewry of that time, and many of his halachas, uh, his psakim uh, are filled flow down to our Shulchan Aruch today. In Hilchus Tzvila, he says that that the Maharil, this is talking about the Minhagan of the Maharil. So what he did, when he came to Lehevel Varik, he would spit. Pamachas, one time. Doesn't mean one time in his life, every time. He wouldn't do a major spit, but he would do a spit. Kamoshno Hagana Olam as everyone else had the practice to do so. Now, what happened to us? We don't spit. Some want to say the spitting relates to, you know, the term lahevel varik. Varik really means empty, but it sounds like larik is to spit. But that's not the typical explanation. The typical explanation is we're showing our disgust towards these other religions. Now, what exactly is going on with the spitting becomes a big discussion. You see, the Gemara in Erevin on Sadi Test says that spitting is a disgusting thing, and it is something that we're not supposed to do in front of uh, Chachamim. In, fr- in fact, if somebody spits in front of his Rebbe, he's Chay of Misa. And obviously, there's the question of spitting in front of an Aaron Kodesh, 
as I mentioned before, the Gemara in Chagiga says even spitting in front of people. There was also another interesting issue that came up, and this is all probably of why the spitting practice was pushed away, is what happens if you end up spitting after you say, So it's a good time for a spit. But the problem is, is we then say, So it could good, give the impression, this is what many acronyms say, that it sounds like we're spitting at Hashem. Is the spit going on the other religions, or is the spit going on what we're trying to do? Now the Taz in Yerdea, of all places, interesting how it gets there, Kufai and Tes, Sif Ches, he says there's no problem spitting because the time when spitting is a problem is when you mask your shame shemayim and then you would spit, it would be a bizayon if you're spitting at vanach nekorim. But he says that's not what we do. We do it before vanach nekorim. It's going on what we just said. The sham hakol yodim, and everyone knows, sharakika hila bizayon hakilulim shaovde kachavim. It's in fact Kavod Shemayim. Now there is a big discussion. I won't go too far with this one, but what exactly, to whom are we exactly spitting? There's uh, Gematrias that are played out that was was spitting at Yeshu and was spitting at Muhammad, but likely, especially going back to when this was originally written by Yehoshua, we were spitting at these different pagan forces or Avodah Zarah that was taking place. But you never know how it's going to be understood. And therefore, it was taken out. But uh, the practice definitely in Eretz Yisrael is to include it. You know, they came out with a new Renat Yisrael. I just happened to see it while I was in Eretz Yisrael. It was just published. And this is on the list of those things that were put back into Tefillah. There's a whole bunch of things that were taken out because of concern of what they will think about us. So that is still a concern, but uh, Baruch Hashem, I guess today we're independent. Either no one's walking into our shuls to listen to what we say, and even if they were, we could, we're, we're strong enough that we could justify ourselves. But this is generally not the minhag, unless you're a Chabadnik. What the Chabadniks do also is they cover up the spit right away, which is mentioned in Postkin, because you don't want to leave the spit and the saliva all over the shul. So I thought this was an interesting ride to uh, go through, starting with uh, Meseches Yavamos, but then looking at some other applications of where we see this halacha apply. Have a great week of learning.